Welcome to the No Limits Podcast. I'm Sean. I'm Adam. And it's Saturday. But it's usually always Saturday for us, so yeah. this is not news. Let's dive right into a conversation we were having right before this, because I, I wanted to hear it. Next Saturday is your birthday. It is, and I'm having a party. And You can I'm cry be, if you want to. Yeah, I'm probably going to. Um, <laughs> actually, there's probably going to be a lot of crying. Uh, it's my 25th birthday, which is a big one, yeah. and I feel really old. And it's weird to think that 18 was seven years ago. Oh, I know. I think about it all the time. That's, like, maybe the worst part. And also, like, like 18 was... Um, was longer ago than 30 will be from now. Ouch. So, yeah, it's it's not good. Yeah, I'm going to be in the middle, actually, this year. I'm going to be at 24, and I'm going to be right in the middle of 18 and 30. Yes. but I'm 24 is a good age. I like 24. Yeah, my, my not necessarily the second half, but the last two-thirds of being 23 and going into 24, it's been, like, the best period of my life since I was a teenager because mm-hmm. I didn't live... I didn't live my early adulthood like most people do. I did nothing, so mm-hmm. it's exciting now. And I don't think 25 is something to worry about. I think it's just the beginning. Yeah, I'm not too worried. I just It, it just sounds really scary. But I, I never really feel different on, uh, on birthdays and, and when I have a new number. Um, it's, I, it's always kind of the same. I thought you said a new member for a second. That too. And I was like, what? You're going, you're popping little penises all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't see them. <laughs> but so, your birthday party, you. is It's going to be kind of scary because I'm going to have so many of my friends there and, and mm. so many of them that my dad has not met um, or doesn't know very well. Sometimes he'll see pictures of people or. He'll say hi to someone, but he doesn't know many of my friends very well. And I never have birthday parties or celebrations or anything. So this is the first time that a lot of my friends are going to be in one place. Hopefully a lot of my friends. Maybe none of them will come. But well, um, I saw you have a lot of people already confirmed as guests. So that's kind of cool. And I have a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, but probably five to ten confirmed that are not on my my facebook oh that's evite thing that's even better yeah so i mean i'm i'm definitely gonna have at least 30 people there i was hoping for 50 but it was a short notice sort of deal i wasn't going to have a party and then i just figured i'm I'm never gonna get that surprise birthday party well you never know well maybe i will not with my family though um, no, because I'm not a part of your family. I can't surprise you this year, but I'm just warning you moving forward. As long as you're not like, I'm going to Vegas. You like can't you warn me. Well, I can only <laughs> I can only warn you a little bit. Because you don't know, you might be 50 and you're with that surprise party. Okay. But I'm not saying when. I'll forget by then. Yeah. So it really will be a surprise. Well, your party is going to grow a little bit because I, I'm bringing two to four people, depending on whether boyfriends and girlfriends come. Okay. So it's going to be closer to your 50 number, and that's kind of cool. Yeah. Goal-oriented. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. So, so what are you afraid of your dad finding things out that he doesn't know? Um, Not that he doesn't know, but, but things that will just, like, kind of make him uncomfortable. Um, 
You know this is going to make me ask what. It's nothing specific. I mean, he's met George before, but he doesn't know who George is. George is going to be there. And so many of my older friends that I haven't seen in a long time um, either don't know anything about George or know of him in theory but haven't met him so people are going to be fawning over him they're going to be like oh george it's so nice to meet you and (laughs) my dad's going to be like well what is the significance of george like who is this character so uh, it's a birthday party slash coming out party Uh, i mean my my dad i've told my dad and he knows he just pretends that nothing ever happened oh Um, okay so this will be a really ugly, rude awakening. Well, I think there will be something. It'll be unfortunate if your father can't accept it at this point. It's, it's not like you're a little child and and he can repress it anymore. Your thing is, I, I'm scared to upset him, but at the same time, I don't apologize for anything. I, I don't, I don't feel guilty or bad. I just, I, I would hate to see him upset, but I don't feel regretful for decisions or or life choices or or anything and and you really shouldn't it's it's your life and now that you're an adult you unlike me pay pay almost all your bills so you're not reliant on him the same way i am my parents and it's it's not you know there's nothing to to worry about in that sense of well if i upset him i'm not gonna have this all my bills paid this month and life's gonna really suck it's you're an adult, you're making your own way in the world, and he has to accept that your life is your life, and it, it's just the way it is. Yeah, I mean, I just hope that if if it does go down the way that I'm thinking it may, I, I don't want him to think that I'm trying to be like, well, this is who I am, and, <laughs> and like, whatever, I was born this way, this is... This is who I am. If you can't accept me, if you don't even know me, then, you know, you can just screw yourself. Like, I I don't want him to think that I'm standing on a soapbox trying to make a point like that. I just, it's going to be kind of uh, uh, liberating to have my friends out in the open. Oh, yeah. And because my dad, even my closest friends, he doesn't really know very well at all. I know, I, I met him once, and him and your brother kind of were mean to me. They kind of, they're like the grumpy old men on The Muppet Show, and the two of them just kind of stick together in life, and <laughs> and then, like, they criticize everything. <laughs> they they really are like those two old men. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I always try with your brother, because I, I know your brother much more than I know your dad, and it's... I always try to be like cool and we're still young dude we're still young and he just because of I guess the life he's had being a, a semi prodigy I don't think that he was as young as some of the younger prodigies but he was a lot younger than most that he he's more mature in a sense but he's kind of maybe upset about it in a way um, the backstory on that, in case people don't know, oh, that, yeah, is that my brother went from eighth grade to college, and he's like really cool for that or something. Um, but he he has suffered greatly in terms of like personal relations with people. So I I think that's probably why he may seem like um, not such a warm person. 
to you. He does. He thinks you're funny, but does he? Yeah, and, and I like the guy. I just don't. I can't read the guy. I can read most people, but this guy, I can't. He doesn't like most of my friends, and the ones that he does like, like Danielle, for example, he, oh, yeah. he does like her. So do I. But he makes fun of her like really? all the time. Like he just he makes fun of everyone, and I don't know. I forgot that she was coming, and. Yeah, that's going to be an issue also. There what? are so many problems with my party. Like, what's the issue with her? Um, Just, I, I've, she was my fake girlfriend that I never talked to, but she's gorgeous to me, absolutely gorgeous. Well, but. she and a, another friend of mine who are friends with each other are now not friends. Oh. And they're both invited and they both RSVP'd yes and it's it's very new that they're not friends like in the past couple days. Oh wow. So um like they both RSVP'd yes before the issue. Yeah. So um they both still say they're going to come but we may have to like work out shifts or something There's where, a bunch like, of someone comes for the first 2 hours and it would be really selfish if they didn't show up at all, and it's in a way it's kind of upsetting that they won't put their personal issues aside to celebrate you for a day. I know Danielle as difficult as it would be uh, to confront the other one or be there at the same time as as her. Um, I know Danielle would just do it anyway because she's that kind of person. The other one, if I, I can, I can see her changing her mind about coming. Really? Um, yeah, but but Danielle would uh, soldier through it. I'm curious about this person's name, if you would be so kind. You know what? I'm going to spell it, and you're still not going to know, because it's I might know it, somebody spelling. you've mentioned. But I think because it's a celebration, people people just need to put their personal problems aside. I thought so. I thought that was the person for... I didn't know why. Isn't just, that a crazy way to spell it, too? Yeah, it is. But when... I don't know, maybe it's it's my attempt to sound enlightened, but it's a celebration of you and not them. And if, if they're... Well, this one person, anyway, the, the nameless one, doesn't show up because they have an issue with another person, that's that's really fucked up. That's not being a good friend. It's... Every time I have... I have three people that I'm friends with that don't get along with one one person and they get along with each other but two of them used to be best friends and then the, the other one screwed like had sex with the the one that nobody gets along with anymore <laughs> and so the two that are still friends can be in a room together but it's kind of hard to have that third one but it's unfortunate because that third one for the most part I have been right now I don't really talk to her but for the most part, I've been friends. So every time I tried to plan something, it was kind of hard because these were my close friends, and so I want them out of place with me. But they don't get along, and that creates an issue. And I always, I always hope that people can put their issues aside, but I fear most can't because there's we're in a dramatic world. So that's just the the style of our civilization. Yeah, and the drama doesn't stop there in terms of my party because there are other uh, former friends that are going to see each other and and then people oh, who don't yeah. want to deal with other people. Like, I, I have a very close friend who is very antisocial and territorial, oh, and yeah. I'm so scared that 
that she's going to throw a little fit and I'm going to have to try and nurture her instead of be at my party. And and I agree with what you said about how it's a celebration of, of me and I people should put stuff aside for that. But at the same time, I can't very well say that to anyone. No, I know. It's a little immodest and... and um, and in a way, in saying that, like, oh, it's a celebration of me, put on by me, like, that might come off as, as bad, but it's it's not. It's everybody should celebrate themselves at least once a year, obviously, their birthday, but it'd be, it's cool if you celebrate yourself a few times a year with a large group of people because it, that you have a large group of people obviously think you're awesome and they're going to show up. So that's, that's proof positive that you're worth celebrating. Yes. That's, I don't know why I said that. I just <laughs> kind of felt like going at it. But I, I worry a little bit about that friend. I I do, too. She's going through a hard time right now. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> also, if anyone has any suggestions for uh, music or, or movies to play during the party, because I have a, a huge projection screen at, at my house, and I like to either play music videos or a movie that's well-liked on it, that isn't lame. I if think people have too. suggestions, you should... That's a good idea. Yeah. I, you don't even need to suggest anything because I just decided. But suggest anyway. <laughs> and and now that I read our Facebook... Um, uh, You're an admin now. Yeah. Yeah, I can, like, delete your posts and stuff. Oh, there's another thing. <laughs> I never remember. Uh, remind me at the end of the show to give out the email that I never check because I oh. never tell people to send email there. But... That's going to come in useful someday. Anyway, so what other what other drama is going to go on at your party potentially? Well, those three things, and then my my grandma, my maternal grandma, my mom's mom, um, doesn't like my dad so much. So there's going to be some stuff there. I'm sure my brother is going to be complaining about people or thinking that people are going to steal from him, or uh, he's very uptight. Like, put things in the bedroom that he doesn't use and lock the door. Uh, yeah, and that's and easy we way. do that at every party. He's just, he's so worried, and he's also worried that someone's going to, like, slip and fall and try and sue him. Or oh, something. yeah. He's, uh, I mean, I, I understand covering your ass a little bit, but um, but there's no need to be so concerned. I would, I would not worry. I don't know all of your friends, but I would not worry about the people that you associate doing that. I just I get no, the sense that you no. wouldn't know those type of people. No, I, I don't. And I think part of why my brother is a little mistrusting of people is uh, he doesn't have very many close friends, like the kind of friends who would um, would let something like that slide. Like his, his friendships are casual enough so that if someone did slip and fall in his house, they might sue him, and, and maybe Ouch. that's why he doesn't... Um, why he doesn't trust my relationship with my friends. But my friends are all good people. As eccentric or crazy or strange as they are, they're they're my friends for a reason. Yeah, I appreciate that. I like eccentric and crazy and uh, that's I think that's gonna make the party the most fun about it. But in case your brother's like so worried about everything, I volunteer to be Security slash the the dude on Jerry that always breaks up the fights because I think there if there are That's issues, yeah I Damn don't. 
I think cool. he even had his own show, I think. Did he? Yeah, I don't remember what it was called, but I remember people saying he had his own show after that, so that's kind of cool. But, you know, there's let's hope for peace and never a war. It'll be fun no matter what. I mean, nothing... I, I, I've been thinking about the worst-case scenario, and I, I can't even imagine the worst happening. It, like, like... It, like if my dad said like get out of this house and ended the party and told me that I couldn't live there anymore or something like that like that wouldn't even happen your dad I thought that was your brother's house it is my brother's house but they are one in the same okay. kind of <laughs> well his your brother's party for 4th of July last year was, was fine I mean it's not yeah. it wasn't as large as I think yours will be but I th- it seems oh really I don't think so. I think if if you're gonna have thirty people, there was never thirty people there. Which party did you go Fourth to? Fourth of July. That's was that the one with the guy who looked like John Bon Jovi playing my guitar in my room. Mm. I just remember. I don't remember when you got there. Is that the one where we watched the biker movie? Y- yeah. Okay. That was a really awesome biker right. movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, that one wasn't very big that's actually about the amount of people i expect to have at my party the party before that i think it was labor day or or something or maybe it was even a year before it was before i lived there but that party was huge really yeah like tons of people in every room i would absolutely love to come to a party that's that large yeah and a lot of my friends are like planning on drinking a lot Really? Yeah. I'm not. I'm going to stay sober. Oh, I'm going to get drunk. Uh, okay. I I feel like it's the easiest way to deal with everything. <laughs> it probably is. Yeah. Uh, it sounds uh, it sounds really awesome to me. But I've known about it since pretty early into your decision to do it. So I've been excited and hoping for it to be as as amazing as I think it will be. Yes. I I think it I think it'll be good. Uh, we'll make it good. I, there's no way that it's going to fail as long as there's positive energy flowing. I just, yes. I have this, uh, of all the problems... HIV positive energy. Double positive? Yes. So it's always positive. I have this negative, like, if anything's bad going to happen, I have this feeling that it's like your dad and your grandma are going to sort of be sniping at each other. They're not my, my biggest concern for some reason. Who is, or, or of all the potential problems? Danielle and the other one. And then there's another part that entangles it even more, because one of the other people is the reason why those two are not Oh, speaking. no. So all three, it's like a little triangular hate thing. Wait, is it, it's not Hollywood video? No, no, okay. no. Um, oh, and... There is a blast from the past who is coming, who is a former... Oh, this is another reason why there there could be drama. I have a couple high school crushes coming. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> would I know them? And maybe exes. Um, you would definitely know one of them, or know of one of them. Hmm. And then the other one I feel like you would know, or you might know his sister. Maybe. Um, you can tell me off the air. Yeah, so yeah I'll tell names. you. Uh, but that should be exciting and interesting. Well, as I, I mentioned earlier, the the sort of feeling old and, and aging, mm-hmm. being 25, 24, and it's like, wow, the world's over. 
this since 2010 I've I've changed my outlook completely and every day I learn something new and we're only 24 25 well, I'm not 24 yet but I'm getting there soon enough and you're not 25 yet so another week but I've been living the life that I didn't since I was like 18 19 with going out all the time and and attempting to to get that that vibe of energy of, of party all the time uh-huh and I last night I went to a, a comedy show hosted by my friend Langdon Bosarge from Langdon Nation podcast and it was a it was kind of a bad comedy show it was almost an open mic I, I'm pretty sure I could have handed Langdon a a note card with my name and something to say about me and he would have put me up there because a lot of the people <laughs> were bombing so bad and that's my ultimate goal is stand-up comedy and so uh it was it was an experience to watch these people the worst the worst feeling in the world is, is people panicking when they're on stage because you're not laughing and so i sort of realized that there's no reason to ever panic because that's the most raw that's the most raw experience of panic necessary is uh to be on stage and and failing and then you're panic and there's there's no reason for that even because it's only a room of people however large that room is and after that i went to hollywood and i was on the sunset strip and we were driving by all these clubs with all these people and i was looking we were stopped at a red light and i was like i looked at this restaurant where people were just standing with their beers and people were all dressed up and it to me it just looked like an average restaurant but people made it the cool place to be and i was like wow that looks amazing i want to be one of those idiots standing in there <laughs> and so i i've i made the vow officially that i'm gonna i'm gonna make hollywood my home on friday and saturday nights and and party it up for the, for the sake of making up for all the years that i didn't do anything and i pretty much stayed home and and played video games because a total nerd as I am, and I, I texted you, and and I was like, I, Adam, we're gonna, I want to go clubbing, and you're like, Yeah, let's do it. You yeah, I think you would have a lot of fun doing that, because you like to talk to people, and people in in those sorts of social situations love to talk, especially to people they don't know for some reason. Yeah, I had, I was, I also at the same time as I was saying we got to go, I also planned with my my acting class. We haven't gotten everybody on it, but I'm trying to get all 40 people from the class. I think there's like 45 enrolled. So if I show up at a club with 45 people, that would be amazing. <laughs> you know, like that's a party in itself, and we're just showing up someplace making it that much more awesome. <laughs> but I want to do something separate with my, my real friends from outside of that, and I think that would be equally as awesome. Because a lot of us, like, we're on the verge of, of having fun all the time, but we're also so serious that we need to just let it off. And we're all, well, I take that back, we're not all, some of us are mid-20s and others, others of us are like early 20s, like 2021, 20, and we're too, we're all too young to be serious, and we're all too young to, to be getting old. We have so much more life to, to be exciting and, and enjoy, and I think, I want to help be that driving force that gets us all to enjoy our lives so much with, with like parties of, of different sorts. It doesn't always have to be going to a club, it could be a comedy show, it could be going to a theme park, it could be... I don't know, shit. I'm like anti-bar, but you you see the direction I'm going with this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I agree also that I think a bar is probably not a good place to go, but, but theme parks, totally. 
There's there's so much to do in L.A. that is undiscovered. There's actually a Facebook group like Hidden L.A. Uh-huh. and they have different. They put like post different stuff that maybe you don't know about. It's really cool. And there's oh, there's so much shit to do. And, and my main goal here is that we don't feel old. And I, I kind of want to write a book about like. You know, people in their late 30s and early 40s are like, oh, I'm so old. I wish I was 20 again. No, you're not. You're just fucking starting out. I mean, you're old when you're dead. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. I don't think anybody should be, like, 85 and, and regrets, because that's the direction I was totally heading with regrets of I wish I lived my, my 20s. I, I definitely feel old sometimes. Not like, like I'm not going to say to some 50-year-old, like, oh, I'm getting old, because, like fuck me like they're they're not crying for me <laughs> but um but i uh i don't uh i don't know what i was going to say um i uh i definitely don't think that that y- you get to an age where you can't uh have fun anymore i think that that you're you're always able to do that or I was able, it just seems like people stop and they sort of lose that side of themselves and they don't they don't necessarily remember or feel feel like they did when they were in their twenties and everything was exciting because we get you got the crappy job, you got the family and kids and it's just there's all so much there's so much stress there and then that's your day to day. You don't your excitement is going to the couch or, or going home and sleeping. And I feel that but at the at the same time when that becomes your all your life and you're content, you're not excited anymore to be living, you've lost your purpose. Mm-hmm. And even if people seem like, oh, I love my wife, that's my purpose. I love or my kids, that's my purpose. I don't know. Just go find, go find the fun for yourself, too, because it seems what I've found is being unexciting from playing video games in my room. What the hell do I have to talk to people about? What do I, like, I'm not going out doing shit, so that was my mission this year was to to go change that and be a social butterfly, to be graceful. And it's it's only been a few months, but it's been the most enlightening few months of, of my life so far. Well, you should start organizing things. Like, I feel like if, if um, I'm the kind of person, I'm not an organizer, so I don't say, like, hey, I'm going to rally a group of people and we're <laughs> all going to go to Disneyland. Wearing war paint, like Braveheart? I feel like... <laughs> No. <laughs> I, face paint grosses me out. Really? Yeah. I, I get that. It doesn't look... It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're not going to go there, but... It just... It, it makes me think of other body parts. That's where I was going. Really? Yeah, I was thinking that, too. Oh. Um, oh, that's so gross. <laughs> um, but I... Uh, I think you should... You should kind of be the ringleader... Because if you do that, people will follow. A, a lot of people don't like to uh, plan or organize things, or they they don't feel like they can be in a leadership sort of role. I never feel like you could like I never feel comfortable leading. But at the same time, there's a difference between the way I felt and the way I feel now. Before, I always felt like I have to think on the spot. Instead, now I I, I try and find I try and organize and create sort of a pattern of of things when I have to lead because if there's no direction, it's hard to lead because where are you leading to? If you have direction, you're leading to an end point. Mm-hmm. And so when I tried to do things individually with people, they're like, eh. But 
it, it seems like if you get a group vibe going and everybody's excited, that it sort of snowballs. Because the more people you have, the more fun it is. And, and once you get outside of, like, four or five people, it starts to become a party. So yeah. if you get, like, ten or more people doing something, you're your own party. It goes back to showing up with, like, 40 people at a club. You're your own party. You're just going in there, and you're owning it. And also, if you're in a, a large group and these are people that you like or or um, or at least people that uh, are not people that you dislike. Um, <laughs> but a, as long as you're with familiar people, when you're in a huge group and you outnumber other groups of people in a place, you're not embarrassed to like be loud or... or have uh, the most amount of fun exactly as possible. Like I, I feel like if I was with a group of twenty people at uh, Disneyland or something, I I wouldn't care what anyone thought of us because we're bigger than them. Yeah, it's it's a weird social situation where if you go with one or two people, you're you're sort of embarrassed because people look at you. If you go with a group of of like you said, like twenty people, and people are staring at you. It's more likely because there's 20 of you than whatever you're doing or wearing, and if and if you're being loud, that's that's like 19 other people with you that are are accepting of that and screw everybody else because they're not they're not your friends, they're not your social clique. Well, and I think also people look at at a big group like that and they are a little envious and kind of think like, oh, that's kind of nice that there's you know a whole big group of people all together. I, I tried to uh, get a bunch of people together last summer to go to the Orange County Fair. but I didn't, didn't know work. about this. Yeah, I, it, like it didn't move beyond two or three people because no one was interested. I had a, a quote-unquote season pass to that. Just, did you? Yeah, I had an unlimited. I could have gone all like month of the fair. And How did you get that? They saw and why? Oh well, I thought I was gonna go more than I did. Oh, it's it's. How many times did you go? Only like two or three. Like I think I only went two, and I was supposed to go like four or five. Because it's, I think it's the price of like two tickets, like twenty bucks or something. Mm-hmm. But it, or maybe it's thirty. But it, it's worth it because it also has a coupon book, and you know if you go if you go more than the price of the admission for those two tickets, you're getting a better value. And, you also get discounts on the concerts, which is yeah. the reason why I go. I, oh, I go okay. every single year because there's always at least one show that I want to go to. There were a lot of good ones last summer. Yeah, yeah. Last year I saw uh, Rick Springfield with Leave. Really? Uh huh. I I think the B fifty twos were playing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. I, one of the days that I went there, they were actually playing, and I was actually in the fair, so I heard them. I was standing. Oh, cool. I was standing behind the amphitheater. And I was like, oh, man, I wish I would have gone. I've never really listened to the B-52s, but I think they're amazing. Yeah, they're cool. I'm going this year. Really? Yeah. I might go with you. I'll have to see what, what yeah, concerts yeah. are. Yeah, it's uh, Joan Jett. Oh, that's, that's cool. the reason why You know going. that she's going to be sold out, like, more so than usual because of the movie? Yeah. Yeah, and not only that, but um, uh, the lead singer of The Runaways is going to be performing with her. So really? it's a really rare performance yeah. um and it's a one-off thing too so oh, e- wow. even though joan is on tour uh sheree curry is only playing with her at that one show you know that's that's fitting to the movie too it really and it's like it's kind of a historical event that, yeah. i mean if you're a music fan or a fan of the runaways especially it's uh or girl groups or i don't know it's 
it's a big deal to me anyway. I've seen them both, but independently. But it'll be really neat to see them together, and I'm sure they'll do Runaway songs. Oh, definitely. That'll that'll be cool. I'm sure the tickets will be hard to get, and so we'll probably have to get at them early. Well, I I bought my tickets. I bought um, uh, two tickets. George and I are going, and they are the cheapest tickets possible. What were the cheapest tickets price wise? Twelve fifty. That's decent. There, um, have you have you seen a show there before? No. It's a big venue, but even if you're sitting in the very back, you can still see really well. Yeah, I noticed in the parking lot. I've never actually been in that venue. Yeah, I've been <laughs> to the fair, and I've, I've so I've seen the amphitheater. It doesn't look like so huge. It doesn't look like I don't remember what it is. What it used to be the Blockbuster Pavilion. I don't know who owns it now. The Hyundai <laughs> Pavilion. It's not as big as that place, so it feels like no matter where you're at, there's ne- not necessarily a bad seat in the house because it's still close enough that you can see the individual's mouths moving. And yeah, yeah. It, it makes sense. Yeah, you can still see what's going on, and they have the huge screens and stuff. Even if they said, like, for 1250 you can listen to an audio recording of, <laughs> of Cherie Curry and Joan Jett performing live. Like, that would still be worth it to me. I'm not a Nazi when it comes to... Um, uh, where I sit at a show. I just like being there and, and the atmosphere of it all. But um, but you should definitely go, even if we're not sitting next to each other or, or near well, each other. Well, if you got the cheapest seats, you're probably up in the grass, and there's no... It's probably just, like, general admission. We have pretty good seats. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, they're not great seats, because we, we went for the cheapest bracket. But uh, we're in the center, and we're row N. Huh. So that's not too bad. No, it's only the the middle of the alphabet. Letter yeah. number 14. Yeah. Whoa, how did you do that? M and N are the middle, and there's 26 letters in the alphabet. Oh, okay. Don't ask I me. I mean, I, I knew that there were 26 letters, but I couldn't have told you that M is 13. Yeah, I did. <laughs> well, and I, I, I think I figured it out when I used to play hockey. I used to sit there and do math in my head all the time. when I was I was a goalie, so I had a lot of free time <laughs> during the game. Wow. And I had to keep occupied, <laughs> so I'd do math in my head and i used to be really amazing with math because of that like uh, i couldn't uh, my algebra sucked but my times tables and my division it, it wasn't simple division at that point it was like 13.59 divided by 16.73 and i could tell you the answer oh like i it, it was i don't know repetitive motion sort of it's practice and you get it You're one of those weird rain man people Ten years ago, maybe. <laughs> I haven't... No, you're still really good with math. I'm like, really horrible with math. No, you're not. I, my, the basic math, like addition, subtraction, division, multiplication... I'm, with I'm, discounts, you know what's what. And oh, I've God, noticed yeah. that because I always have coupons or weird deals, and and um, and you figure things out really quickly. I People usually think that I figure things out quickly, but you typically beat me. It's just, if anything else, it's because I've I've honed my cheapness. <laughs> I find the best deal. Like we were talking about before, on the day of your birthday, I'm going to go to Six Flags for another birthday before your party, and we were looking for the best deal. And the cheapest we thought we could get was like $27, and I found them for twenty three fifty. but we have to get a group of 10 people to go, so I'm going to make it happen because I want my twenty three fifty ticket. But, you know, just even if it's two fifty, I like to save that two fifty. Because that's a, a small drink. 
Yeah, even if it's a small amount, think of how it could be applied elsewhere. Yeah, if you save those small amounts, small amounts, small amounts. <laughs> <they> <laughs> The big C, small amounts, it, they they add up over time. It's I recycle, and it doesn't seem like oh, ten cents for for a, a large bottle and five cents for a can. Well, I make like hundred and fifty bucks back a year. That pays for most of my Christmas shopping. Crazy. It's fantastic. So, did um, you already um, did you already mention uh, the thing from last night? comedy show yeah yeah sort of how it sucked and i could have gotten on stage oh i i couldn't remember if you told me that like off oh we started talking i was the guy that produced it uh, they called him like mr k or something like that and he he looks like a big arabic guy like a a sort of fat like like lovable type arabic guy but at the same time it could be like a an old like shah from 2000 years ago like he looks like princess jasmine's dad or I guess I don't know what the dad looks like, <laughs> but he had the sideburns going on. Oh, okay. But he actually he wasn't Arab. He was half Indian, like like India type Indian, uh-huh. and half uh, Hispanic. And I guess it just combined with his his accent to sort of look like Aladdin. And so he his material like everybody was bombing, and his material after a minute got really bad. It was. Everybody, because everybody was bombing the room, was really not into it, and he started actually telling a joke. And it, it, it wasn't a knock-knock joke, but it was in that same genre of, like, why did the blank do the blank? Uh-huh. You don't do that. Yeah, yeah, you really don't. That's hack. Even if you come up with your own original spin on on something formulaic like that, I feel like you don't do that at a stand-up show. No, it's supposed That's the kind of thing you do conversationally or something. But yeah. It's really... It's hacky. And... Oh, God, it was... No reflection upon Langdon. I'll say that. Langdon did well. It, there were a couple comics that did well. I don't remember everybody's name. A lot of these people, like, they're, like, regulars at the comedy store, the improv, or some of them tour. They've been on, like... Uh, was that a flashlight? Yeah. Don't worry about it. That just... It was a big bang. Anyway... Uh, yeah, a lot of these people are regulars at big comedy clubs, and they did really bad, and it makes me wonder if they're really that good. I wonder how they get those gigs at, like, the bigger, more famous... Well, the the, the bigger places usually hold open mics, and so you work you work the open mics, and eventually you work your way up to, I guess, maybe you're the MC of, of a comedy show, and, and so you have about seven minutes of material prepared throughout the show and only like a minute or so not even a minute between the each act uh-huh. and so you don't need a whole crap load of material and but they see you at the open mics and i guess you sort of start doing gigs all over the place and you just try and work your way onto the bill and there's a lot of lower level comedy shows that aren't they aren't like headliner type shows where you're not going to see a big name doing stand-up like george carlin was a headliner all the people i saw last night would have been just openers uh-huh. So, that was that. And I'm surprised you didn't go up there, or didn't try to go up there. At that rate, I could have, but I'm not a believer. When I did improv, like, the one of my coaches was always saying, like, oh, when you do your show, you should bring a whole bunch of people for support. It's awesome. And in a way, it is. I know when I, I brought you that first time, I had, like, 13 people there. 
Yeah. That was, I mean, in a way it's cool, but on the other hand, it feels fake because those people are, are cheering for you and they're trying so hard to find you funny to be supportive that it doesn't give you a true meter of how funny you are. So it feels like I should go into a room of complete strangers and bomb, and it's okay. Or I go into a complete room of strangers and make them laugh, and it's okay. At least, like, my brother and sister-in-law were with me, and I didn't... I wouldn't have wanted to have done it in front of them oh, because yeah, yeah. it would have been supportive, and I don't want supportive in that way. Yeah. I mean, in a sense, it's nice that people like you unconditionally or will um, support you whether whether you do a good job or not. But, um, but yeah, I, I understand what you mean. It doesn't really make you feel like you've done a good job necessarily it's not a true meter of your success to have yeah. people that love and support you because they're not always going to be honest and it, it i'd rather show my family my my funny when i've honed it even if it's a few years away at least i've spent time and it actually is good that's another thing. It, it takes so long. It takes. I know with actually acting, it takes like six years to quote unquote make it. I don't know what that definition is, but that was a figure that someone in the Screen Actors Guild told me. Six years from the, the from. Well, I this this woman told told me uh, that people often move here and they try and make it and they give themselves like six months to make it, which is completely oh. ridiculous in this town. Absolutely, everybody's a freaking actor. But it takes, on average, she said, six years to make it. And I don't know what the definition of making it is because we don't have a thousand new stars every six years. Yeah. So I don't understand that. But if that's the number, that's sort of the number I look at with the comedy, too. Like, six years to make it. And the sooner I start, the sooner I'll get there. Hopefully, if I'm smart about it. But I guess six unrelenting years, like... Because, you know, in six years, I think a lot of people will get discouraged if it doesn't happen quickly. If you don't get a laugh in six years, or an acting job in six years, I can see it. But if that's your dream, don't ever give up on it. it that's what kills... That's what we, don't, we aren't happy if our dreams get killed, and we stop trying. If you keep trying forever, at least you know you tried, and you tried to live that dream, and eventually you should get your break, whether you're 90 or you're 15. <laughs> Uh, that's just my belief that no matter if you're always trying, you can and you believe in yourself, you'll you'll get to where you want to be. Yeah, I think so too. I I think people um, just they they can't live with failure. I I really can't, and that's why I have to start trying because I don't I don't want to be a failure. It's the same thing with regret. I don't want to have regrets, so I'm gonna start trying for the sake of not having regrets in 20 years. Oh, uh, you want to talk about something on Facebook? I have no idea what. Facebook. Oh, oh yeah. Um, the thing about Facebook is I'm I'm having trouble deciding how much I can say on there. Um, and I consider myself to be an open book, but my dad's friends and my mom's friends have started adding me. Oh no! And I, it sucks. Like I, I. Because I can't deny them. Well, I can. I, I can do anything I want. But I, um, I can't very easily deny them without having to... Answer for it? Answer, yeah. And so, um, so I've, I've accepted all of these people on there. 
and then some of them start to uh, uh, like comment. comment. Yeah, like one of my dad's close friends, who is a, a very religious woman, um, she like reads every single thing that I write on there. Oh no! And she comments on every single picture. And it's it's hard to be scrutinized by someone who's religious when I'm so not religious. Does she critiques you? She doesn't actually say anything. She hasn't said anything. Well, she sort of has. I was going to say that she hasn't said anything yet that uh, sounded judgmental or or like I'm actually being scrutinized. Because I, I feel like maybe it's just me who thinks that and it's not actually happening but she did say one thing um i i forgot who said oh oh i said something like i like bob seeger and then one of my friends said well bob seeger is homophobic and i said i'm kind of homophobic too <laughs> as a joke obviously i'm not that homophobic but i i thought it would be funny and anyway she like she said don't ever let anyone tell you how you should be or whatever um uh and then she's like i'm sort of homophobic too it's kind of like puppies it's that i uh i love them but i hate what they do that's wrong like when they chew on your shoes i think i saw that yeah and i was like oh shit um, like, maybe she doesn't understand that I was kidding about being homophobic. And she clearly doesn't understand your sexuality. No, no, she definitely doesn't. I and think that that's would a her. good thing for her not to understand. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, it's not a secret. I say that, and yet I'm still a little fearful of certain people knowing. That's unfair and unfortunate. Unfortunate. It's, it's just because I don't want them to, like, hate me. Um, not because I'm ashamed of anything. Yeah. Anyway, I think there's a difference between being proud of something and, and, you know, um... You don't go around wearing a gay pride everything. No, and I, I do, I do support the gay rights movement, but, uh, but I'm not an active participant anymore. By the way, I, I just had a, a great thought. Yeah. Next time we go to the gym, rainbow towels. Okay. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. And it would actually, when I download... It might catch on there, because I know yeah. there's some gay stuff that, going that's on That's true. I, I love our gym because of that. Yeah. And hopefully there's not a lot of lesbians there, because there are a lot of hot women there, because our gym is at the beach. <laughs> one, of, uh, one of the gyms from our chain... There's one in West Hollywood, and I'm always so nervous to go to that one. I haven't gone yet, but I kind of want to. Let's go. Just to see, like, what kind of people we would see. You know what? I I'm know what kind of people we would see, but, like, what the locker room situation oh, is like yeah. and and how much they judge us. Because I feel like fat people don't go to that gym. Really? Yeah, I feel like we would really stick out. See, I don't worry about that because the gym's like a second home to me. I really feel comfortable there. When I'm, I don't know if I was, yeah, I, I kind of was when you were with me the other day. I wasn't as in, intense as I usually am, but did you see my head bobbing and singing along to my music? No. Yeah, I wasn't as intense as I usually am, but I was I was doing it, and usually it's uh, an up and down motion with my head. <laughs> Not literally like head banging, but I'll like 
a few seconds down, a few seconds up, and you'll see my lips moving. And I'm hoping people realize the the cables going from my ears are are sending music into my head, and I'm not just I'm not just talking to myself. And they they realize I'm singing along because you know cardio when you're going like intense and you don't there's a difference between oh just sort of going through the motions and pushing yourself to the point of exhaustion and and then keep going. And I always go for that point of exhaustion, and keep going because that's the best way to get results. It's the best way to push yeah. the, the cardio level up. And but music helps that. Yeah, and you need that. For me, I need the motivation. I need the singing along. I need it to be a hard driving beat that I can have like angry music that I'm I'm singing along with. And it goes in my breaths, but I don't know if people get that. I kind of want to, like, listen to music when I'm working out. But the the reason why I haven't is because I'm scared that I'm going to make noise. Oh, I... Because uh, when, whenever one of my senses is thrown off, like, if I can hear music, but I, I've, like, lost my sense of of like internal hearing or uh, I, I don't even know what you would call it but i i feel like my balance would be off self and noise I would, huh self noise yes <laughs> i would maybe breathe harder than normal and i would probably like make grunting noises i'll text or, you if you ever do or i would sing along and probably sound like helen keller trying to sing i don't is that the deaf woman yeah <laughs> um I think she was like blind and deaf, and she had a lot of stuff. Wow. Um, I I think you'd be able to sense your internal noise because I always I don't grunt except for when I'm lifting weights, but sometimes I'll do the <clears throat> to clear my throat <laughs> because there's like it dries out when you're working out, and so if a little mucus goes down in there, it's hard to to breathe and it's really uncomfortable. So I'm sort of like, <clears throat> and I always worry that people are are wondering what the fuck I'm doing. Like, why is that guy grunting? Is he trying to talk mm. to me? It's the same thing as sitting in a social setting, completely silent, and you're like, mm. Yeah. And it sort of sounds like, mm, that was good. Mm, I want to talk to you. One of the worst feelings is, like, when you sit in a chair and you get the creaky chair, and then, like, you try and find a spot that you can, like, a position that you can sit in that is not creaky. Yeah. But you creak trying to find that position and it's just a whole big disaster and then my face turns red um i like how it went from something general like you do this to my face turns red (laughs) but i i just uh, things like that fucking happen to me so often oh the same here at school no matter i'm not i'm fat and i'm I'm the fat guy in a lot of my classes but in one of my classes there's this guy that's truly morbidly obese could benefit from the lap band and liposuction and a tummy tuck all mm. at the same time like he's so huge his maybe he's so huge his seat doesn't creak because he can't move most of his body when he's in the seat Aww. but no matter what seat i'm in i always creak and it's really embarrassing and it's like how's the guy that makes me look small way less than me and not make his seat creak but there's me and mine creaks Practice is the only way you get to Carnegie Hall. <laughs> so true, and it, it's just really embarrassing, though. But I, I run anyway. Back to our our twenty minutes ago about Facebook. I, I get that because I've been adding a lot of people lately. I feel okay with the people I've added from my acting class. I don't. There's. I haven't had my parents' friends add me. I had a, one of their friends email me, looking for their contact information. So. Oh well, that's easy. Yeah, but um. Let me think. My my grandpa's 
my grandpa rest his soul uh his girlfriend is my friend on there or ex-girlfriend now that he's passed away he's my she's my friend on there and i, I am a little concerned about what she sees but at the same time you know i can't filter for oh old music theory slash choir teacher for me is my friend on facebook as well uh-huh and I'm a little, because she's really, really Christian. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little concerned about that, too. But I don't think she goes on enough to notice what I say. That's why I think Christian people, oh, oh, God. I always say these things, and I feel like I'm about to regret them as soon as I say them. Don't but worry But I, I guess it. we're the No Limits podcast, so that's I was going to say, okay. there shouldn't be any apologies. Um, My goal is to offend somebody on every show. Christian people kind of need their own networking site <laughs> where they can just, like, not judge each other. A J date for Christians? Yes. There <laughs> needs to be a Christian site where... Well, you know, I, there probably is because I always get these fucking Crossbook. spam emails that say, uh, uh, meet Christian singles live or whatever. Like, so someone is meeting Christians. If they're all truly Christian, there's a lot of virgins on there. Yeah. That'd be kind of awesome. And go be a, a, a Christian virgin wrecker. There are probably a lot of, like, Fat girls too, and oh. men with long nails. Yeah, no, I'm gonna stay away. <laughs> from, I'm gonna stay away from my cross date ideal, mm. <laughs> or Trinity date. Oh, gross! Oh, have sex with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost between your thighs. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we had a request because I, I guess we talked about an eating contest between us. We had a request to do an eating contest, and <sighs> I don't. We're not going to do it for a while. T- I, I I have a weight loss challenge that I'm in right now. And <laughs> I can't afford to, to be having an eating contest with you until sometime in June. All right. But we'll make it happen for that that fan request. But well, you know, in the meantime, I'm just going to get ready for it. So I'm going to be practicing. practicing. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to win. I Even though I haven't necessarily tried to lower my portion sizes, I eat a lot less than I have been the past few months, which is nice because that's sort of a sign of losing weight because you're eating less but at the same time i'm gonna lose that that challenge i'm not gonna be my my true sean eating self third person right there i'm not gonna be my true eating self that i once was capable of and so i think i will lose even though i try my darnest you know that puts me in a weird position because you're gonna think that that's the reason why you lost but that's not the reason well, you've never, we've never truly seen each other eat to our full capacity, so we don't know what the other is fully capable of. And it's hard to be like, oh, I could... It's hard to believe when someone says, like, I could eat more than you. And so it's never going to be truly, like... It's never going to be a true eating unless I, I blow up again and I can't afford to lose another $110. Or Actually, it's $80, but I could win, like, 160 Well, my idea of an eating contest would not be, like, like an eating marathon that lasts for like a week or something it would be a one night binge no that's what it is to me too oh okay. and actually it would be like a sort of a one sitting a few hours type yeah deal. yeah yeah but i'm not gonna be able to do that like i used to if i stick to my weight loss challenge honestly i think my the hardest thing would be finding a way to afford that i think with fast food we can make it happen the dollar menu yeah so, um, I guess we'll wrap up the show now. Um, right. Well, that we're was gonna, fun. Yeah, we're going to have some uh, sort of exciting news in the next week or two. 
uh, about the show and directions it's heading. And that's awesome. So I think this is show number seven. So thanks for listening to No Limits Podcast number seven. I'm Sean. Good night. <laughs> that was Adam, by the way. Yeah. After an hour, if you haven't figured it out. It was actually Sean, though. I do really good impressions. Yeah. Bye.